need to get your stuff together. Oh my goodness. <laughs> ah, hold on, sorry. Hey. Hey, Kim, how are you? Good, how are you? Good, thanks for rolling with it. We had some hey, technical- Hey, I'm, I'm on a podcast. <laughs> oh, uh, let me hey, call Mills. you back. I'm important, I'm on a podcast. <laughs> we're real professional around here, as you know, as you well know, Kim. <laughs> well, so, you know- Hello, Kim. Uh, hey, how are you? Look at my new office, Good. Harry. Yay! Oh, wow, it looks so nice. Uh, well, we moved all our stuff in at the end of July, and then, you know, construction, Jen feels like she's living this with me, but, um, <laughs> you know, construction's been somewhat ongoing. I think um, the final tweaks hopefully will be done by end of next week, but we have our officers coming to town tomorrow, so it'll Ooh. be the first chance to see, uh, see the new office. Awesome. Cool. How's the Great. temp over there, Kim? The temp? Well, <laughs> it's cooler outside today and Craig is in Orlando. So, uh, yeah. yes, I am so well, you guys did. Harry, Harry moved recently, but I'm so glad I don't have to deal with a move because, yeah. Just That's my last stuff. one, Jen. They'll, uh -huh. they'll drag me out of this. <laughs> me and my dog, they're going to drag me out dead out of this thing. In a, well, in a I, I was drum. thinking this morning when I was thinking about this is that the first time you started doing things on video, Harry, is like when you moved in that one bedroom apartment. And like, yeah. it's, it's just as equally as interesting as the topics was whatever was in the background there. I'm like, what is that? Is that a bicycle? <laughs> that is dog. What is going on back there? <laughs> yeah, we've kind of upgraded our uh, our digs over here. But yeah, right. it was it was kind of sad. It was a sad little apartment with the the dog. But you know, Biscuit does. She Biscuit does miss some energy to it. Anna. Yeah, not anymore. She just sleeps twenty hours a day. <laughs> supposed to well, be guarding the house and just all she does is chase squirrels and ducks away. But you know, those are dangerous. So I'm just so glad we have Kim McKenna here from the MBWA. I'm so glad you're on the podcast, Kim. Have you ever been on the podcast before? I haven't, so it's a special oh. day for me. Yeah. Okay, good. Because um, I've known Kim forever. How long have you been at MBWA now? Gosh, I've been here for 13 years now. And, you know, and before that, I was at King Wholesale. So I think I actually met you when you... Um, God, what was the company's name when you did the you did a speech at our uh, Insight at Insight when we it was Ra Insight Route Accounting and you did that was way back when. Yes, at, at uh, BRCC or wow. <laughs> Thing, yeah. <laughs> so well, we've known each other at least thirteen years, and so it's great to have you on. And you know, so just to kind of update our listeners, our editor in chief Jen has been. Uh, involved with the mbwa with the brew alliance and i, I you know why don't you explain what y'all have been doing because you've been working on it for you know a couple of years now and it seems to be kind of hitting its stride so why don't you uh explain what's been going on yeah i'm gonna hand it over to kim uh, but yeah among her many hats you know besides being mbwa uh, SVP and COO. She also does a million other things and heads the Brew Alliance for Women in Beer um, groups, which are the trade 
literally promote women in beer um, for you know all of the reasons, including the good business case. And so we have our big show coming up at the end of convention next month, um, October 10th and 11th. It's the theme is making moves. And so I wanted to ask Kim some stuff about that because you know this is this is her baby, really. And uh, I'm just along for the ride trying to help make a couple things happen here and there. But um, you know, I think it's interesting that. To Harry's point, MBWA has seemed to make this a cornerstone the last two or three years of its approach. And I just wanted to see, you know, what what you could tell us about how the MBWA feels about, you know, including women in beer. Do they see the business case for that? Yeah, I would say um, we see there's a need and a business case both. So just to back up a little bit, you know, we have two and sometimes it's it's uh, people get them confused in the lingo. So I just was going to give a little primer on that first, but we have two separate, um, but closely aligned groups. And one we call brew, which is building relationships and empowering women, which is for MBWA distributor members and some closely aligned associate members. And really this was born out of a need and our next generation group for anybody that's familiar with our next gen leadership group you know, the gender differences in that group versus our regular membership really became apparent to us that we had a lot of females attending that were taking leadership roles. And that's where we had really first started doing some of this development work and providing some training in that segment. And then now we see it really applies to our entire membership. So we formed Brew and we we were originally going to launch it right uh, in January 2020. And then before we got it done, you know, COVID hit, mm-hmm. and we had delayed really our, you know, labeling it, calling it and announcing it to membership until we were in Vegas 2021. So we are coming up on our two year anniversary. Jen helped us kick that off there. But we were beside the Venus pool gave us, you know, a rousing, uh, you know, speech together and excited. And, you know, we have the mission for this group is pretty simple, attract, connect and elevate women in beer and beverage distribution. And then MBWA is also leading a group called Alliance for Women in Beer. And that is all three tiers of the industry. So we have suppliers around the table, retailers around the table, distributors. And it's super exciting because I've been in the beer business, as Harry pointed out earlier, for a very long time. And it's rare that all three tier, you know, parts of the industry sit around the same table and agree on something. And so we've been excited and enthused to work together on this. And the mission is pretty similar. It's uniting all three tiers to transform beer to be an exciting industry of choice and opportunity for women. So making sure that we're outward facing and trying to attract women coming into it. You know, there really was a need, as I mentioned, and then the business case. And as you brought up, you know, we've been trying to, you know, make sure that we talk about that with our members in terms of it's just good business sense. There are a lot of studies out there. There's a lot of specific numbers and facts that you can use. And we've tried to use those in every time that we've talked about brew because it, it, what it is, is just makes a great business decisions for our members. And so it, you know, there is facts saying it increases profitability, better management decisions, you know, increases retention, improves re- recruitment, improves uh, company morale, customer service. So there's a whole array of things that 
you know, if you have women around the table that it improves. And I think, you know, for us, some of that's culture, right? And then looking at, I mean, Jen always, I know a lot of times when I hear her speak, she talks about, well, who's the consumer for beer, right? And it's women. So if you, you know, leadership mirrors your marketplace, it mirrors your consumers, you're in a better place. I was talking with uh, Jenny Rips yesterday from Alice mm-hmm. Brew, and we were having the whole conversation about how leadership should look like who you think your consumer is. And so that's super important. So I guess all of that rolled up, you know, our board, uh, our officers sort of gave us the you know, instruction or leeway to devote the time and the energy, the engagement commitment to making this happen uh, at MBWA. So that's given us the capability to invest in standalone events and the work that we've been doing. And I would say a lot of it has been organic. I mean, you've, Jen's been along for the ride the whole time. Uh, and so it's, it's, you know, you don't really like everyone volunteers. We have a lot of experts around the table, a lot of passion around the table. And it happens been happening from, like I said, all three tiers. So it's just great to see sort of the time for this come in the industry. Right, right. And, you know, Kim, when I started in the business in 91 and worked for a beer distributorship and kind of rose through the sales ranks and I remember I was like there's there's no women at all and, and except in the tell cell department and so like if you were a woman wanting to be in the beer business that was your entree but there really wasn't anything beyond that you know other than the administrative part of the company and right kind of right when I was leaving after I've been there for seven or eight years is when they first because what we found was was the a telcel department had better relationships with a lot of the accounts than the actual physical pre-sales been going out in the trade. And the decision was made, actually I was still there, um, that telcel needed to go out in the trade at least once a month. And then that morphed into, you know, uh, inviting women to be pre-salesmen. And then that let them be area managers and then grow up and then be, you know, move up within the company. And I think part of the problem is it was perceived back then and maybe now that it's a physical job beer is heavy i think you guys have heard me say that before once or twice and yeah and <laughs> and you know oh you know these uh, the wallflowers can't pick up a case of beer and i think that's proven to be nonsense so um it has come a long way and and what i'm hearing you say is as how it got started was a lot of women wholesalers that are owners, you know, or, or part owners of the business, you've got that in. And then it, is there any um, impetus to, to uh, or, or programs to get more women to come up from below through merchandising up through the sales ranks and distributorships? Yeah, I think it's interesting because one, like, and I, I think, you know, I, I have a historical perspective on the industry also, and they're used to be limited points of entry for women. And, you know, it was, I mean, beer distributors are always prided themselves on. We, you know, we promote from within, you start as a merchandiser, start in the warehouse and you can be sales manager one day. So if you weren't doing those physical jobs, there was really no way in. And I think that has changed. I mean, the, the role, you know, it used to be, you know, a lot of pedal, obviously women weren't driving the trucks and pulling the cases off, but now there's, 
pre-sell, there's more tell-sell, there's on-premise. I, you know, started at a distributor in DC and we had three female sales reps that worked. And I didn't really realize that was sort of avant-garde at that time. I thought, oh, everybody has female sales reps, right? <laughs> um, but it was more of a sort of a pre-sell environment so it allowed women to do that job. And I think we've seen different access points. And I do think we've seen a different you know, viewpoint on the business case for having women work there and what they bring to the table. And I do think we've seen a change just in ownership. I mean, again, you know, it used to be sort of, well, the sun is going to run the beer distributor, right? And that's not the case now, you know, uh, you know, females run and they, you know, inherit and they are leading. And I think they're more inclined to maybe add women. And so I'm amazed always now when I talk to folks and they say, oh, we have this, you know, this many females. And we were just talking about this when uh, we were together in California, but people say, oh, I have, you know, this many CDL drivers, I have this many people that work in the warehouse. Um, when I worked in Virginia, the woman who ran our draft services department was uh, obviously female. And so I, I think this sort of, that's just naturally changing. Right. Yeah. yeah. And in terms of women coming up through the industry, you know, I believe Maggie Timoney, who we will have speak at the, at the event, she started at a beer wholesalership in New York, right? And now she's the right. chief of Heineken USA. So, well, let me shift to the event there a little bit. Um, last year was our first inaugural year for the event and we got like 350 people we sold out our space this year we have the giant big stage right <laughs> right the big stage if you've been to vegas and seen mbwa we're going to be on the big stage yeah no pressure but so how are the numbers <laughs> this year at this point what are we what are we looking um, at um the numbers are looking good they've ticked up since last you and i chatted we're Ooh. at 221 now okay. nice. um and we have a big rush you know, so for anybody who thinks, oh my gosh, we're not, it was actually 325 last year, sold out the room. We have unlimited capacity. We can <laughs> uh, make the room as big as we need here in Vegas. And we're at 221. It's generally a late registering crowd in the beer industry for some reason. Oh, so I, you think? <laughs> you think? I, I, mean, I mean, you guys every year, this. <laughs> every year we sweat it. We're like, we need a hundred more people in this right. summit to break even. Where is everybody? And then the last two weeks, everybody signs right. up. Right, everybody yeah. piles in. So we're at two twenty one, and we're three weeks out, a little over three weeks. I think we're we're good. It's going to yeah. be exciting. I, I I assume we'll beat last year's numbers. I'm excited yeah. for that. I'll be there. Yeah, okay. you know I'll be there. He'll be asking all the questions. Right. Uh, hello. Well, you questions. said you said in the back last year. I don't even think you asked any questions. No, it was, it was Jen's show. I didn't want to step on toes. I didn't want to yeah, mansplain right. everything. To right. The one day a year, kid. Yeah. Well, and your birthday. It's it. two days a year, Jen. That's not even true. Anyway. <laughs> so we're never having this on your birthday. I don't want to spoil Jen doesn't Thank work you. on her birthday. Don't worry about it. No, okay. I don't. Not unless I have to. But yeah. So So nobody make any deals on June 1st ever. <laughs> um, but anyway, so yeah, how about, so what did we learn from last year's conference that we incorporated this year or maybe we're doing differently? Um, I think uh, a few things. One, uh, you know, and it, this always comes through loud and clear. I think in all of our events, I especially hear it from our next generation. People love networking. We heard it loud and clear when we left the room last year that that was something people place great value on. So we're making sure that we have enough time for networking again, as part of the activities at the event, but also the welcome reception, 
the night before. And I promise this year, we just talked about it yesterday. We're going to have room big enough to fit everybody. Okay. Last year was a little bit of, of a run on that reception. I wasn't expecting. So we're going to have a room big enough for everybody. Everybody will be able to network. And then we are going to have that, uh, you know, before we kick off the event and during the event, someone complaining already about me. Yeah. <laughs> Can you believe what Kim just said? Um, so that we learned that we also learned that, you know, we have a lot of obviously heavy hitters on the industry side, but people also are looking for some career development advice or non-industry speakers. So we made sure that we have two great speakers that are providing different information than they'll get just from industry speakers. So we're adding those. And then one funny thing that we learned last year that I learned immediately while we were there was that people thought we should not have a mail with the opening comments and a mail deliver the sponsor call. So right. don't you worry, we're not going to repeat that this year. Oh, <laughs> we'll feed funny. them on elsewhere. Yeah, they can they can serve us while we're speaking. <laughs> they can bring us water and we'll have Gavin Hattersley run around the room and fill. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, so speaking of Gavin Hattersley, we have we have some huge names. Um, I'm super excited. And some outside of industry, like Emily Janeson, who was what she was the first like GM of a triple yes, a, a uh, minor league team mm -hmm. for the Reno Aces. Yes. So, so super excited about her. Yeah. And we have Tracy Jobert, Maggie Timoney, Jim Cook, Mariah Caligione, Sophia Colucci, Chelsea Phillips, Benny Ashburn. I mean, and way more than that. So those are just a few names. But I'm curious who you're most excited to to hear. Oh my gosh. So, well, you know that I obviously can't pick a favorite in the right. industry, right? Who are you least excited <laughs> to hear? <laughs> Who are you least excited to hear? Let's rank saying... every speaker from one to five. <laughs> right now, we'll just make a little talk forward. Um, I would say though, when you mentioned Emily, like I'm super excited to hear Emily speak. I, you know, before we booked her, I had an opportunity to chat with her and She's a great story. First of all, I'm a huge baseball fan, so I got to talk to her for an hour about baseball facts and inside of, you know, a triple A ball club. But also she brings a lot of energy and I think sort of a unique twist in the way she prevents, presents her information. So one thing when she was working at the Reno Aces, she worked with the local beer distributor there, obviously in their stadium. They, a GM apparently of a minor league team has a lot more responsibilities than a major league ball team. Yeah. So she worked with the local distributors. They also worked with a local brewery and came up with uh, ale that was, I think, ballpark ale, something like oh, that, cool. that they served there. So she was familiar. She already knew all three tiers of the system before I even talked to her. And usually you have to start sort of educating people on that. So she was excited to talk to people in the industry. And then she has this motto that says, be so good, they won't forget you which I think is great. She talks about, you know, she, part of her mission she feels now is inspiring women to take on roles that men traditionally hold. And she has this podcast, it's called Leadership is Female. And she starts it out every time and everybody should listen to it. Uh, and she starts it out with, you know, you can't be what you can't see. And then in that, I forget who, it's a quote attributed to somebody that I forget who, but what, like, that is such a great thing when I talk, when we think about this meeting, right? Like last year, we had so many people in the room that were really excited and they saw all of these successful women in the beer industry on stage and talking about how they got there or what they do. And I, I think that is so relevant for this event that you can't be what you can't see. And I'm excited about that. And 
part of how we even connected with her was through this podcast. So Ruchi Desai, who is the co-CEO of 8Beer, she was at our convention last year with Troy Aikman, and I had a chance to meet her. And then I saw she popped up that she was on this podcast. So I listened to her and she had this great story of her journey and some of her, you know, leadership qualities and how she approached things. And she's going to share them with everybody when we're in Vegas, because she's on a panel. But, you know, we invited her to be part of this brew leadership forum in April based on me hearing her on that podcast. So then Ruchi emails me, you know, it's all a great connected gang, but she says, Hey, Emily, I was on her podcast and she has this new book called Let's Go, which what fits better with making moves than let's go. So we are, you know, I got in touch with Emily. She connected us and it's about building confidence, which is something that we hear consistently. I don't think just in the beer industry, but women in general in their careers, how to build confidence, how to be confident that you can succeed and do what you want to do. So she's going to share six handy steps for that. So I'm excited to hear what she has to say. Awesome. I think also just in terms of making moves, you know, we picked that theme, right? So last year it was championing yourself and others. We were trying to figure, you know, talk about how we could build on that and making moves obviously means different things for different people, depending on where they are in their career. It could be breaking through a boundary. It could be moving out of your comfort zone, just being your best self. But it felt like that encompassed something that was important and maybe the next step for this event. And so a lot of the subject matter, I mean, Jen, like hat tip to Jen, because she really, she has all the connections that brings us all together. But uh, you know, that was some of when you look at the panel topics and you look who's speaking, a lot of it goes back to this trying to provide this content to everyone that's in the room and something that we thought was important. But, you know, in terms of the mission, really looking at the list of folks that are going to be on that stage, that just speaks volumes, right, for support for this, because people are, you know, these are crazy busy people that have a lot going on in their lives. And I'm sure most of them will already be in Vegas for the MBWA convention. And they're choosing to stay and participate in this because of the importance. And I think that's exciting. And I think it's exciting who, you know, we have on stage, we had, you know, a first a lot at 9am to 2pm for the for the event and we're so bursting at the seams that we're now at 8 a.m to 2 30 p.m every time jen and i were talking like hey well we'll, we'll just start it a half an hour earlier okay a half an hour earlier than that <laughs> like, don't worry don't worry folks we're not gonna start at 7 30 we're done like we're it's eight, it's eight to 2 30 but it's just exciting um i kept expecting craig to come in and complain or, or that what what are you guys doing in there um <laughs> So, yeah, he knows so, that. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so funny. But but speaking of, you know, convention, too, and people are staying through convention, we also have a sort of continuum. Um, obviously, Rebecca Mizell is on our board for the committees and we're doing the inaugural awarding of the Frida G. Mizell Award this year on the big stage at convention. And I hear the Mizell family is going to be there in droves, which is awesome. Um, but I'm curious if we've chosen a winner yet for that first awarding. Wow. Um, we are, there is so much excitement. First, I'll just reiterate that. Like, it's amazing. You know, we rolled this out. We were excited about it, but our membership was excited about it. We had really an abundance of nominees. There was like quality and quantity. It was exciting to see. 
it's like, you know, to read them, you know, they were really awe-inspiring. People had these great stories of how they had promoted diversity in their company, in the industry, how they'd had like impact. You know, we had asked for proven, measurable, and people delivered on that. So it was great to see the Maisel family is really excited about this. You know, it's super important for them, you know, um, as, you know, Frida passed away earlier this year after the announcement of the award. So it makes it even more special. But they are bringing, between the Maisel family and Gulf Distributing, they'll have 38 people in Vegas that'll be there cheering on the winner. All of Frida's children will be there and they'll be on stage to hand the award to the first person who wins. So it was great. You know, we had a meeting last week. Obviously, Jen was part of for the Brew Advisory Board. We went through in detail all of these nominations. It was really hard to make a decision. So I do have some breaking news on that. We have, we're not going to announce the winner until we get there, but we are going to have two winners for the inaugural year. We had such a an amazing response and these incredible entries that we've chosen to go with two winners. So everyone that, uh, you know, Monday, uh, October 9th, mm-hmm. it'll be announced in Vegas. Very cool. Awesome. Uh, Rebecca has to, Rebecca Maisel has to be just so gratified to, you know, to not only with what she's accomplished personally, but then having this award that honors her grandmother and, and uh, it, it just, uh, uh, it just must be a, a, a great thing for her. And, you know, I'm, I'm anxious to, Jen doesn't share anything with me. So I, I'm anxious to see who wins too. <laughs> you know, she knows better than that. Because, I'm busy. Okay. I'm busy. Yeah. I can't update you on every little thing. No, no. Or big every things, big thing. just really anything. Yes. But, yeah. Really, really anything. No. You know, it, there's a thing over here, Kim, it's like, keep the boss in the dark so he doesn't meddle in things. Right. And, you know, it works. It works. I finally figured out that it kind of works for both of us. So right, I'm, I'm cool with it. Yeah. We sometimes employ that here. So I'm not, yeah, I'm not I didn't mean to break in. Jen, go ahead. You were, I think you were saying something. Oh, I was just going to make a joke about you nominating yourself a bunch of times for the awards. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. I mean, it'd be very, I don't know. Be, it would be very forward thinking. Next year, when you send them in, we need more measurable impact. Okay. Yeah. So we need yeah. more details on your application. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> I would say that Rebecca has been very touched, as you said, Harry, and, and, and really the entire family. Like I've been, um, it's been a little bit emotional as they've gone through the process, right? And being excited about it, seeing the response to it, and now being able to come and be on the stage in Vegas and the first, you know, the first two winners are uh, now. And I just think how great that in it, folks that aren't in the beer business that are also coming with them and for all of Frida's children to be there and want to be part of it. I think it's just, uh, you know, that's just a great statement for an honoring Frida, but also in about the beer industry. Well said. Right. Well, that's all I had to ask, unless there's anything else that you guys want to add. Well, I, I want to, so I want to ask if you want to go to, you know, if you're going to MBWA and you want to stay and go uh, to this program, where do you go? Is there a separate place on the website or how do you do um, that? Great question, Harry. <laughs> so you can, when you go to register for MBWA's convention, you can add on attending this event. And for our member, our distributor members, it comes at a slightly reduced cost if you've attended the convention. And then there is a separate link that takes you to, if you're only attending the Brew Alliance event, 
there's a standalone reg registration page for that. So you can do it either way. And it's all on the, you go, like you normally do, you go to mbwa.org, you go to the events, there's events, there's a tab for convention, and there's a tab for this event. So it's super easy. And you right. can always uh, email info at mbwa.org and we'll get you to the right place. Yep. All right. And then, and one other point, you know, one of the things, especially since COVID that the distribution industry has been struggling with, is just getting people getting, you know, just getting people in the door into jobs. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I, I think it's incumbent upon the industry to include the other 50% in recruiting those jobs that they can't find. And, you know, and merchandising is a, is a perfect example. And, you know, uh, my, I have a son in college who merchandised for Brown Distributing, a, a woman-led distributorship in Austin. And, you know, and he was surprised that his boss in merchandising was a woman. And I said, yeah, I mean, that it's, uh, it, you know, it, don't let the weight of the beer scare you off. And I, I think um, uh, that's one thing that's kind of been a, a stumbling block, if you want, if you, if you will, for some men, male leaders in the industry <laughs> to get a, get their, to wrap their minds around that they right. can merchandise and they can be out in the trade and they can, they can wrestle kegs. I mean, the craft brewers found that out a long time ago, you know, and so, uh, and, and beer distributors are catching up and, you know, and I want to, you know, tell people in the industry that working for a distributor is just better because they can pay you. <laughs> <laughs> they can pay you more. I mean, you can move up and have actually have a living wage. You can get and, benefits. There's yes. benefits. <laughs> Imagine getting insurance, time Imagine. off. You know, I, I mean, no, no shade on craft brewers. I love them, but you know, there's they've always struggled, and it's so you know. Anyway, that's my two cents on it. The the middle tier to me is my favorite tier. Um, I, let's rank the tiers. On <laughs> I can do that. That's easy. Okay, yeah. I love so. them all. Yeah, I know you do. I know you do, Jen. Well, I do actually. Well, good. Okay. Well, thank you uh, so much, Kim, for being on. It's so great to see you. Look great and thank look you. well, healthy. And I'm, uh, <laughs> I'm looking forward to seeing everybody. I'm, I'm itching to get back out. It's been a while since I traveled, and um, I want to see everybody. I'm going to be everywhere. I'm going to be all over that Caesar's Palace. Okay. Well, numbers right. are good. Numbers are strong. We have, um, you know, a lot of great stuff on the main stage and the room block does close this Friday in case anybody listening needs to get their room still at Caesars. But, you know, thanks for having me. I'm super excited to talk about, obviously this is a passion of mine, so I appreciate the time to talk about it. We'll great. See. Us too. Thank you. All see right. You next we'll month. take care guys. Hey. See you next, next week. <laughs> Okay. Bye. Bye.